Boys and girls, you've been teaching us about Christmas. We see the word Christmas hopefully coming up on the screen and uh, all of what Christmas means. And we'll just have a wee reminder of what you've been teaching us. Next picture there. Uh, C for Christ, okay, the, uh, the anointed one. H for holy, means he's clean and pure. R for Redeemer, who rescues us. I for Emmanuel, God with us. S for the Savior, who's come to die for us. T for truth, the truth of God's Word. M for Messiah, again, like Christ, the anointed one, come to save us. A, accept, and S, salvation. So that's wonderful, just reminding us what Christmas is all about. And as you look at those words, one of the things those words teach us, boys and girls, is that the, the Christmas story it's not just a story to enjoy. You might just enjoy reading some stories. The Christmas story is a story that you have to respond to. God wants you to react to it. Christmas time is a lovely time for fun, but Christmas time is a time with a challenge. And we're going to think today about how we can be up to this challenge which God gives to us from Christmas. See in the next picture there, somebody who's very dear to us in our house, that is Ollie the dog. And every night, I will take Ollie out for a walk. Last thing at night, even last night on the ice, we went out for a wee walk. And I walked through the village, and quite dark, walked through the village. And a few weeks ago, I was walking past the house. And just as I was coming up past the door of the house, a man came out. Now, he didn't see us straight away. And then he saw us just as we were right upon him, and he jumped I think he was putting his bin out, and he jumped when he saw us, and he says, boy, you scared me. And the thing was, we see in the next picture there what this man was wearing. He was wearing a Superman dressing gown, and I says, I didn't think Superman got scared, and that, and he laughed at that. And you know, sometimes we might dress up like Superman or Superwoman, but none of us are like Superman. None of us are like Supergirl or Superboy. We are weak. We are people who cannot do what God calls us to do by ourselves because we have that awful thing called sin. It's like trying to run a race with loads and loads of weights on us. Many years ago, when another church I was in, our youth fellowship went to an army camp one time, and we saw the bomb disposal unit there, people who defuse bombs. And they showed us the great big armor that they were, and we had a boy who was really, really troubled in our youth fellowship. And we says, put the armor on him. So they put the armor on this boy so heavy, all these big the coats and plated with metal and the other very tough, heavy stuff, and a big helmet and all. And they put him there and they laid him on the ground and he couldn't move. We were ready to leave and just leave him there. And, uh, and trying to live for God, it's like trying to get up with all that armor on us. We just can't do it. It pulls us down. But the wonderful thing is, God helps us. And we have in the Bible the story of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And in the next slide you see, this is what Luke says about why he wrote his book. That you may have certainty concerning the things you've been taught. That you can know for sure that this story of Jesus is true. And you can know for sure to take Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, is the right thing, and you can do it. And so, Luke has given us his gospel 
in order to encourage us and to help us to do what God wants us to do at Christmas time, to take Jesus. And in the story of Luke, we have what I just read there, the story of this lady in this picture called Mary. And Mary needed encouragement. Mary needed help because the angel came to her, and Mary was about the age of some of these girls in the Bible class. She probably was just about 14. And she was told she was going to be the mummy of God. How do you be the mummy of God? What a responsibility. What a thing to be asked to do. And so she was young. She was probably very scared. And yet she needed help. So we're going to think about how Mary was encouraged and helped to do the right thing by Jesus. So what was she going to do? We see in the next picture, she was going to go on a journey. It was a long journey, over 60 miles, so no motor cars, no trains or buses. She had to travel, maybe in the back of a cart like this, maybe on a donkey, maybe she had to walk. She had to go on a long journey. And we see in the next picture, we see a map. She was going from Nazareth, the top of the map, the top of Israel, away down to the hills of Judea, near Jerusalem at the south. So she was going a big, big long journey. And the reason she was going, we see in the next picture, was to meet this lady, Elizabeth. Elizabeth was her cousin. Elizabeth was a lot older than her. And Elizabeth thought that she and Zachariah, her husband, couldn't have any babies. But God came and did a miracle. And now Elizabeth was six months pregnant. So in about three months' time, the baby was going to come, who would be John the Baptist. And so, Mary comes in the next picture, and meets of her, and I'm sure they hugged. They were so delighted. They had one thing in common, very important thing. They both were going to have babies, and babies who would be part of God's great plan of salvation. But an amazing thing happened when they met. When Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, we see in the next picture, she says, the baby inside me jumped. When he heard your voice, he jumped with joy. And she was filled with God's Holy Spirit, and she knew that something truly was made. And she says, you're so blessed, and I am so privileged that you, the mother of our Lord, the mother of our God, the mother of Jesus, our Savior, that you would come to me. And she was so, my, I have a niece and her daddy, like myself, is a minister. And before she was born, when she was in church inside her mummy's tummy, uh, when she, she would hear her daddy speak loudly in church, she would jump and move inside her mummy's tummy. And she heard her father's voice. She recognized the voice. But here was John the Baptist inside his mummy who knew the voice of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so, what indeed... Mary did was she spent three months, we see in the next picture, she would spend three months with Elizabeth. Mary burst out into song. She praised God that she could be part of his plan, his great plan of salvation, which he had told from the days of Abraham. She could be part of this, and she was filled with praise. And so over three months, these ladies encouraged each other, and then Mary went home. And I want just to think about five things we learn from this story 
about what will encourage us to become a Christian, to accept Jesus as our Savior and Lord, and if we are Christians, to keep going on as Christians, because it's not easy being a Christian. So, let's think of the five things that encourage Mary. First of all, a very good friend we see in the next picture, a believing friend. Elizabeth was a lady who trusted in the Lord. And Mary would get great encouragement from this older Christian who could teach her so much and encourage her. Boys and girls, young people, it's so important. If you haven't become a Christian yet, you spend time with Christians. If you spend a lot of time with people who have no time for Jesus, they'll help pull you away from Jesus further. You spend time with Christians. That's why you go to Sunday school and Bible class, come to church. That's why you go to BB and GB, go to youth club, go to Scripture Union, Christian Union in your school to spend time with believing friends who can teach you so much and encourage you to follow Jesus. The second thing we see was, it was next picture, that Mary was encouraged by God's prophet. Even though John the Baptist wasn't born yet, he still was having an impact. He was jumping inside his mummy, and his mummy told about this. And God's prophets, and today, it's God's preachers who encourage you about Jesus. There's a great man years ago called Paul. He says, how can the people believe unless they hear? And how can they hear unless somebody goes and preaches to them? That's one of the reasons why it's so important to come to church, to hear preachers who will, that's my job. I have the best job in the world, boys and girls, the greatest job, to spend my time learning from God's Word so that I can teach people from God's Word. You come to church to learn from God's preachers. You also have your Sunday school teachers, your Bible class leaders, your GB and BB officers, and many others who will teach you. But learn from God's preachers. So, she had a believing friend. She had God's prophet. Thirdly, we see she had the Holy Spirit helping her. The Holy Spirit was inside John the Baptist, even inside his mummy. And the Holy Spirit was inside Elizabeth as she spoke. And the Holy Spirit came upon Mary as well. Now, the Holy Spirit is God, boys and girls. Remember, God is a bit like a triangle, three points of the triangle. You've God the Father, God the Son, who's Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, like a triangle. One God, but three persons. Now, how can that be? I don't know, but that's what the Bible teaches us. And the Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit comes and causes people to know that they're sinners who can't save themselves, causes people to see that their only hope is Jesus who's died on the cross. And the Holy Spirit changes people in their hearts so that they'll come and embrace Jesus as their Lord. And the wonderful thing is once you have become a Christian, the Holy Spirit keeps living in you to live for Jesus. The Holy Spirit who made this world the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in your heart. He's a lovely friend. People say, William, I can't be a Christian. I couldn't keep it up. You're right. You can't do it. But the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you, and He helps you to do it. So, a believing friend, 
God's prophet, the Holy Spirit. The fourth thing that would encourage Mary was the next picture is indeed God's Word. Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed is she who has believed what God has said about her would be fulfilled. Mary had heard God's Word from the angel, and she believed it. Boys and girls, can I really encourage you to do some homework today? You go home today, and you find a Bible, and you open up Luke's Gospel. And even read a part of a chapter every day, from now to Christmas, read about this Jesus. The Bible tells us we are changed inside by God's Word. That which will encourage us to come to Jesus, and if you haven't come to Jesus yet, it'll help you to come to Jesus, is reading God's Word. God's Word is like a magnet. Oops, I need a failure. God's Word is like a magnet that draws you to Jesus. One final thing that encouraged Mary, we'll see in the final thing, was God's plan. When Mary sang her song, it showed that she understood that God had this great plan, even from the days of Adam and from Abraham, this great plan to send the Savior. Remember, Abraham was told his descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky. All the world would be blessed from him, from his seed, speaking about Jesus who would come. And Mary is thrilled that what was happening to her, God was in control God was sending His Savior to rescue people, and God was working everything out. And Mary's so thrilled that she could be part of God's plan. Boys and girls, we don't live in a world of chance where things just happen by accident. We live in a world where God works out His plans. And maybe you haven't become a Christian yet, and maybe it's God's plan, whether you're a boy and girl, or a mom and dad, or a granny and granda, God's plan is for you today to come and trust in Jesus and take Him as your Savior, as your Lord. So let's look at our final picture. Just remind us of the five things. A believing friend, God's prophet, God's preachers, the Holy Spirit, God's Word, God's plan. Boys and girls, let me tell you about an auntie of mine. I'm not going to send her name because some people in Newry may be watching this. But I have an auntie, and she was one of those ladies. If anybody was going to get into trouble, my auntie was the one who would get into trouble. And she went on holiday one time to Port Rush, and we were staying as a family in Port Rush as well. And what happened to my auntie, first of all, she lay on the beach too long one hot day, and she got all sunburnt, and she could hardly walk with being so sore. And then she heard that we had been at the... Giant's Causeway. Anybody been to the Giant's Causeway? Put your hand up. Yeah, Giant's Causeway. So she had heard about the Giant's Causeway and had never been, even though she was a lot, lot older than me. So she decided she and her family would go to the Giant's Causeway. The thing was, the day she went to Giant's Causeway, it was a really misty day. And this is years ago before the lovely big visitor center that is there now. It wasn't there then. And she came to Giant's Causeway and she didn't realize you had to go down into the Giant's Causeway. She didn't realize that. She went to the Giant's Causeway car park, walked along the top of the cliffs, could see nothing down because there was so much mist, walked to Dunseverick Castle. She was sore for sunburn, and walked back again, got into her car, and drove away and thought, the Giant's Causeway isn't anything special. 
She failed to see the causeway because of the mist. She failed to see that part. You know, you can walk out in the stones out to the sea. She failed to see the big boot. She failed to see the organ. She failed to see the chimney pots. All those wonderful things you see at the Giants Causeway. She failed to see it all because the mist was blinding her. You know, boys and girls, moms and dads, this Christmas time, people can come to Christmas and because of the mist of sin, they can fail to see the wonder of Jesus. The amazing thing that God Almighty, who made this world, He came into this world as a baby to be the Savior, a Savior that we must trust in, a Savior we must embrace. Boys and girls, mums and dads, grannies and grandas, don't make the mistake of my auntie. Don't fail to see how wonderful something is. Don't fail to see how amazing Christmas is. The story of this Jesus. If you can't see it, if you're here today and you're not excited about Jesus, it's because sin has blinded you. Sin has deadened your heart. And you need that miracle of God's Holy Spirit to come and to change you inside. So this Christmas time, you'll say to Jesus, I accept you, my Savior, the only one who can rescue me. That's why you died on the cross. I accept you as my Savior. I accept you as my King. Oh, will you not do that? Do you know, many years ago, I was hearing a man talk around, a young fellow, he was only about 15 or 16, talking about how he became a Christian. I was just 12, and I went home that evening, just got down beside my bed, and I just said, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I believe Jesus has died to save me. He's the only one who can save me. Help me accept him as my Savior, my Lord. And my life was changed. There wasn't any flashing lights. It wasn't very dramatic, but I had come to know Jesus, the most wonderful thing of all. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for the boys and girls, the young people in Sunday school and the Bible class. We thank you for what they've shared this morning, but even more importantly, we thank you for all they've been learning, oh God, about you over these past months in Sunday school and Bible class, what they've been learning about Jesus, what they've been learning about your great plan of salvation. And Father, we do pray that indeed it would not be just the message of Christmas, something that they admire or enjoy, but they would be part of Christmas, that they would embrace Jesus as Savior and Lord. And when they have, Lord, just help them to go on with you. Help them to be encouraged. Help those things that encouraged Mary, her, her believing friend, God's prophet or preacher, your Holy Spirit, indeed your wonderful plan, O oh God. Oh, may these things just encourage them, O oh God, to go on. And may your word just rest deeply in their lives. Bless all the teachers. We pray over Christmas time. Give them a good time of refreshment physically, but also in their souls. And Lord, continue to bless our Sunday school and Bible class as it goes on. And Lord, bless us all. May we hear the call of Christ even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.